Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I don't care how you wound up on these shores. Be glad that you did. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, coast to coast and border to border throughout the fruited plains and around the globe. On a Red State Talk Radio. And, uh, hey, Red State, the talk monster, <clears throat> it truly is the largest talk platform and the most listened to throughout our nation. Uh, thank you so much for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation daily. Hey, friends, you ought to be fired up. I know that I'm fired up. And we might as well talk about it uh, in this first hour, because coming up in the second hour is my good buddy, uh, world traveler, globe trotting Larry Taunton is going to be on. And he's going to tell us uh, what uh, this uh, hoopla is all about from a Christian perspective. He's going to do that. And, uh, you know, I, I have often um heard my uh, female uh, employees and and people I work with, people I have worked with who are female, often use this phrase. It was one of those Jesus take the wheel moments. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, you remember the song? I can't remember who sung it, but it was Jesus take the wheel. It's one of those things where life was just spinning out of control, yada, yada, car spinning out of control, whatever. And we're... America, we are at a Jesus take the wheel moment because it is just one of those things where it's it's spinning out of control. Mayors in these cities, <clears throat> pardon me, will not admit that they've lost control. And when they lose control of a city and federal property, is being threatened, then the president of the United States or the DOJ, the Department of Justice, has, who works for the president of the United States, they have the right to send in American troops to restore orders to an American city if local authorities have lost control. And these mayors, look, listen, you you don't have to believe me. Believe your own lying eyes. Look at the, the, the square tube. One, you know what? If there's one thing it is conveying, even though it is trying to convey and it is conveying chaos, but one thing it is also conveying is the fact that 
the mayors of those cities and all of those cities are run by Democrats, every one of them. They have lost control of their cities, but they will not admit it. Listen, how you? How are you? I'm, I'm going to use the language that I uh, uh, came from in, in in my hood back in Shreveport, Louisiana. Just talking to relatives and and very close friends. How you gonna charge somebody with a felony standing on their own property, defending their own home? With their own guns. How, how, how you going to charge them. With a felony. And, and this is the other question. This is the other question that I have for you. All of you. Red, yellow, black, white Americans. Whoever you are. How you going to stand by and let them do this. To the McCloskey's. How we, how, how, there has to be an outrage. Now, Senator Josh Hawley and Josh, uh, uh, when he was first running for attorney general in Missouri, myself and former governor, uh, Bobby Jindal, now post some pictures on, on, uh, special, on social media. We went up to campaign for Josh in Missouri. I've known Josh since before he was Senator Hawley. I knew him before he was, uh, Attorney General of Missouri Hawley, but always knew that he was going to make his mark. And I'm telling you, you heard it first. Right? You heard it first right here on the C.L. Bryant show. <laughs> Those of you old enough to remember Dizzy Dean, that's me today. You heard it first right here on the C.L. Bryant show. He's going to uh, be a potential presidential candidate within the next couple of cycles. He has to be. Josh is sharp. He is apt. He has a beautiful family. All of that. I think he has the right stuff. But he's taking on this fight. And he is saying, he is demanding that the St. Louis, uh, Louis prosecutor drop these charges against the McCluskey's who were standing on their own property uh, defending their own property with their own guns. Do we not have that right as an American citizen? Now, now, put a pen right there. Let me tell you something. That's why I know that if you can't stand being shoved and pushed around like the McCluskeys are being shoved and pushed around for defending their own property with their own guns, huh? While standing on their own property? If you don't like the idea of that happening to them, then naturally, of course, you don't like the idea of it's going to happen to you. So, if you don't like present day America with its gun violence and all of that type of thing that goes on. And mind you, people like the McCluskey's, yes, they own guns like most of us do. 
but they would never, ever use that gun in a malicious way against anyone unless their property and their their lives, and let's put it in the right order, their lives and their property from their standpoint reasonably was being threatened. Never. They would never. You would never know they had the guns. You, and, and folks, let me tell you, you, folks don't never have, people never have to know what you have until you need to have it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People never need to know what you have until like the McCluskeys, until you have it. But the only thing that may have actually stopped their house from being overrun and them being abused, killed perhaps, was the fact that they were able to show force. They were able to say with their actions, not just with their lips, I got a gun, I got a gun. No, no, no. It's time for you to see what I'm going to throw at you. That's, that's the, the visual is the warning. I don't have to say nothing. The visual is the warning. Now, the only thing the McCluskeys uh, have to be able to do, and I have to tell you this, and you have to be able to do it too, if it comes to your, if it comes your turn to do this, you have to be able to back up your visual. You have to be willing to do what's necessary. You do understand we have gotten into a war here in this country between ideology. Oh, yeah. And the side that I'm on, the conservative side, I want you to know this. Because we're being lied on. We would never harm anyone for what they think, for their opinion being different than ours. We would never harm anyone just because your ideology is different than ours. But what we find ourselves, the situation we find ourselves in right now as conservatives is defending ourselves against those who would hurt us because we are thinking differently than they are. And, and, and the amazing thing is, is that liberals control that square box, both on the TV and on the one in your car on the radio. Listen, if you listen to any 
Inner City Station, and I, I do. I listen to an Inner City Station because I like music. I, I like all, and it plays this variety of, you know, um, all, music from all, all, you know, stages of America, American music. <clears throat> and um, the commercials I pay strict attention to because the radio stations want the community that's listening, which is the black community, the black community that's listening, First thing they want them to do is stay home and stay safe. That 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 comes across real clear. That's a PSA announcement. Stay home, stay safe. And then they want them to know that we are on your side. Now, they are on the side of what now? They're on the side of anarchy in the street, or they're saying they're on the side of Black Lives Matter, which is the same thing. Founded, of course, by lesbian women. No, I guess not that it matters. It doesn't matter to me. But they now have something in the neighborhood of $350 million. Whereas before this coronavirus thing hit, you didn't hear nothing more. You didn't want to hear anything from no from no Black Lives Matter. Hey, you weren't hearing hands up, don't shoot. You know why? Because everybody was busy making money. Everybody was busy making money. Black folks were working. Latinos were working. Women were working. Everybody was busy making money. And then coronavirus hit, and all of a sudden, guess who shows up? Al Sharpton shows up because some cop did something stupid. A cop did something stupid to a man. There's no, that's, that's no reason to burn down a country. Everybody keeps hearing these PSAs on, uh, you know, uh, inner city radio <clears throat> saying how there is this attack against us. Now, now, come on now, come on now. I know all of us know someone whose family has, if you're black, if you're white, if you're Latin, if you're a woman, whoever you are, we all know somebody whose family has had a run-in with the police. Everybody knows that family. But now, if the black family was under the attack, and and, and this may very well may be in some sections of black life and black community, this very well could be. But in normal black life, I'm talking about that person gets up, goes to work every day, comes home, uh, you know, does their thing. They may even go to prayer meeting on Wednesday night. I suggest that Sundays they go to uh, Sundays to church. And we call it Sunday school. My pastors call it Sunday school. James A. McMenus had a word of God ministries there in Shreveport. You come on out and visit with us. Sunday school. You just come on to church. All three services. Hey, I suggest you do that. But but let me tell you. Don't get caught up. In, in, in all of that that's being presented to you because I, I i work with i go to church with all kinds of people 
every shade of the rainbow of people. I have just come back from uh, the grocery store this morning. I, I was there was all kinds of people in there, and all of us, you know, we, well, even with you know, you can you can tell when somebody's eyes are smiling at you and yada yada. I had people stop me and talk to me and so forth, white and black. I go everywhere. If I decided to go to the movies, I'm sure white and black people would be there. And guess, you know, the thing I would not feel, I wouldn't feel any racial tension. You know where I feel the racial tension? On the TV and the radio. I have black, white neighbors, Mexican neighbors. I have neighbors of all stripes. Guess what? I don't feel no racial tension. You know where I feel the racial tension? On the TV and radio. Walk outside. If you live in a neighborhood that has white and black people in it, walk outside, walk up and down the street. Yeah, walk outside, walk up and down the street. Say, hey, neighbor. You're not going to feel any racial tension. Now, granted, you may run into someone who is uh, a jackass. (laughs) I mean, that's human nature. People are sometimes that that way. They want to talk to you. Well, that has nothing to do with race. Huh? Me, I'm kind of perfect. I'm going to speak to everybody. You speak to me, I'm going to speak to you. If you don't speak to me, I may speak to you. But there are some people who are just not like that at all and will give you an ugly grunt glance. There are some people who will give you a greeting smile, a great big smile. Then there are some people who will give you a drop dead glance. You speak to them. But that has nothing to do with race, but it could be made into that. The, uh, there's, I don't, I could walk up and down my block right now. I could walk all over Shreveport right now. I ain't going to do it because it's hot outside. There's no racial, I don't feel no racial tension. The only place I feel racial tension is on that black box, that little square box in our home, in our television and in our cars, in our homes and in our cars. It creates the racial tension because we're being programmed for what I'm not really sure. But the stuff that we should have gotten over, we have not been allowed to get over it because it's always in front of us. Are you hearing me? Oh, you, you ever, you ever, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this when I come back. I'm about to run up on uh, this very short break. Uh, but there's things that people want you to always be reminded of. Are you hearing me? I want you to feel this. I'll be right back. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. If you don't get both hours of the show, download free the CL Bryant show on your favorite device. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. We'll be back to put more planks in the bridge to conversation.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Back on this great day in the USA. Glad that you come along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And um, that's 12 noon, 12.05 in the east until 2 p.m. in the east every day. And if you're going, if you're traveling through Times Square in New York City, if you're traveling through Times Square... Be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And believe it or not, the Red State Talk billboard is right there above Ripley's. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show pops up there. And old C.L. Space is looking right back at you there in Times Square, about a block away from where we dropped the big ball on New Year's night in Times Square. Glad that you tune in daily. Uh, so glad that you've made our show as popular as it has become. Coming up at the uh, after the top of the hour is going to be my good buddy, Larry Taunton. He's a globe trotter. I think Larry's probably visited every continent and certainly uh, many countries, many countries on the face of uh, the earth brings an incredible uh, life perspective to his work and to his commentary. And we're going to have him on uh, with us after uh, the top of the hour. So you be sure to stay tuned. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant show download in your on the replay on your terrestrial stations around the country a download free vcl bryant show app and if you don't have the cl bryant show playing uh, somewhere on terrestrial in your community hey call them tell them hey i want to hear cl instead of this stuff you got on right now <laughs> tell them demand it you're still in charge of this country you do know that you just have to take charge americans And that's why I'm defending the McCluskeys standing on their own property, defending their own house with their own guns. But yet they're going to get a felony charge. That ain't right. Yes, it ain't. Evelyn Hightower is my English teacher who I revered and and admired the most. And I know she would cringe, but she's somewhere around the throne of God, I believe. Well, I'm sure she I know she was. I know she is. If anybody went to hell, went to heaven, Evelyn did. Yeah, so it was my high school English teacher. I credit her with my elocution. She had steely blue eyes, and she didn't let me fail. Oh, my. But my point was this. 
friends. It ain't right. What's happening to the McCluskeys? It wouldn't be right if it happened to you. It wouldn't be right if it happened to any American citizen. You have the right to legally bear firearms. You have the right to defend your property. They were standing on their own property, defending their own property with their own guns. Get up and go stand out in your yard right now. Just have a little imaginary role playing there. You put some people marching up and down in front of your house. You got your kids in the house. You got your grandbabies or your babies in the house. Whatever. You have your things in the house. And these people are threatening to come in, burn your house down, do you harm, kill you, live in your house, bathe in your your ba- in your house. Huh? No, you you gonna have to show you got to show up. Are you hearing me? You better show up. Or they will be asking where you at. Huh. So America, as well as every human being and every family on earth has gone through bad stuff. I want you to hear me right now. Every, everybody, everyone that make up this nation, that make up a country, that make up a nation, because every country, every nation is made up, of course, by the people that's there, right? A nation can't be any better than the people who are in it. Are you hearing me? Because, see, somehow we think just because we call ourselves, uh, you know, whatever, black, white, you know, whatever it is, that's what makes you. And if, if you're if you're living your life not akin to the place you are. And you're just living your life as a color. Then the two will never connect. And unfortunately, uh, for a brief time, for, well, fortunately, fortunately, for a brief time, when I was coming along and when the, the country was changing over and we had we were we were glowing in the words being judged by content of character, we were we were still basking in that, you see. See, I just I graduated high school just six years after King said those words. Well, no, 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 no. Just six years after King was killed, after his mountaintop speech. But I was only um, six or seven years old when King spoke those words in Washington, D.C., in front of the Lincoln Memorial. That he, he had a dream that that day would come where we could be judged by the content of character. What you bring to the table. You see what I'm saying? And I know that there are, uh, I, I just said that in every family you have 
ups, downs, you have success, you have failures. But the success comes when everybody brings their best to the table, their character. And we're talking about that. What's, what's in the content of that? What in your character, your makeup, your person makes you bring something to the table? What do you bring to the table other than your good looks? That's what King was talking about. What do you bring to the table other than your blackness? That's what King was talking about. Hey, everybody that's that's black don't 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 bring nothing to the table you need to be judged by what you bring to the table that's what king was saying not just because you're black you don't want people to give you stuff just because you colored or a negro now you want people to judge you on your merit on what you bring to the table I know people who have broken up. I know people who have gone their separate ways because one or the other didn't bring to the table what was expected from them. And for some reason, the the person who's not bringing it can never see that they're not. Isn't that amazing? Huh? There's always an excuse for why. There's always an excuse for why. But what do you bring to the table? What are, how do we judge your character? I tell you how you judge a person's character is what they are willing to bring to the table in spite of criticism. Do you realize how many critics Dr. King had who were black like him? Malcolm X being one of them. Yeah. And do you realize how many critics Malcolm X have had who were black? King was not one of them. And and, and the only reason that I don't quote Brother Malcolm more often, even though there are so many things I agree with him on, that if, you, that if uh, any black man voting for the Democrat Party is a chump, Oh yeah, that's a that's a Malcolm X quote. Any 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 Negro voting for the Democrat Party is a chump. And I realized I was a chump thirty years ago, going along with the program. They was telling me that hey, Brian, we want you to go and speak at a pro life rally. And we want you to convince some of the others to come along with you. This is a wave of the few. This is what this way we're going. This way it's going to have to go. I mean, somebody got, got what do you mean? It's how, it's, you mean somebody has been paid, bought out to for, for us to say this? Even though this is against what we do on Sundays. We speak against it on Sunday. We are, no, you know what? It's not talked about in the black community anymore. Oh no, 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 no. It's not talked about in the black community anymore. Not in the black, not the black pulpit. Oh no, not from the black pulpit. It's hardly talked about from any pulpit anymore. Killing the unborn. Why? 
because it's, it's you know, there's, there's so many people who've had abortions. But this is what I want you to know is that we're never against the person against the person who has done that. We're against the act doing it again. It's it's about going and go. Okay, you've already said you've already committed according to uh, the, the word of God, taking a life like that. You've already committed that sin. But Jesus says, go and sin no more. That's what we're preaching. That's what I'm preaching. I don't know what anybody else is preaching. That's what I don't know anybody's talking about. But that's what I'm talking about. Just go and don't do that no more. And don't be condemned by it even now. There's no condemnation in what you've done in the past. That's why I, that's why I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm set free from what I've done in the past. But I was saying this. When we look at the McCluskeys and they're defending their homes and so forth, uh, what the what, the reason they are being vilified and the reason there is room for those people standing on their own property, defending their own home with their own guns, the reason they can be vilified is because there is a ongoing effort, ongoing effort to try and program you and remind you of what used to be. Have you ever had anybody who, you know, they may be a relative, they may be a close friend that you hadn't seen in a long time, but you see them every once in a while. Maybe a relative you see every once in a while. And y'all kick it, you know, for a little while there, in a, a 30 minutes, hour or so, some time goes by, y'all kicking it. You're, you're just uh, hanging out together and being cool together, you know, and all that kind of thing, just talking, catching up, however you want to put it kicking it, catching up, being cool together, hanging out, however you want to do that or say that, you're together, old friends. Have you ever had that old friend who loves to remind you of what you used to do and what you used to be and who you used to run around with? They almost relish it. They almost relish reminding you because, you see, they like to say that they know you. No, no, no. When you're talking about the past, you're talking about the new me. You knew me. You knew that guy. You knew him. You knew me. But you don't know me because you're talking about the past you're not talking about a present person and people believe me change over a period of time they change ideology they they lights come on and they change but if you constantly have someone in your life around you like you have on television and on radio all the time reminding you of bad stuff, of stuff you would prefer to put in the past and leave in the past and not dredge into your now because there's nothing you can do about it. I can't relive my grandfather's great-grandparents' lives. I can't do, I can't change what happened to them. I can be thankful that they were willing to pay the price for me to do what I do now because somebody had to. There's always prices paid. 
I don't care if you're red, yellow, black, or white. If you are living in America, I don't care if you're living under a bridge on assistance or relief or whatever. If you're living in America in any particular financial state, whatever financial state you happen to be in, you may have uh, uh, 90 million in the bank. You may have 90 cent in the bank. But if you're living in America, you are among the most blessed person on the face of the planet. Because of the possibilities of the next second, the next day can mean. And so that's the good news. But the bad news is you have so many people who just want to remind you of what you were and where you came from. Never to want to talk about where you're going. Never want to talk about. Uh, what we can do now to go there. And if that becomes the conversation of what we can do now to take us to a destination. Then, oh, that, that'd be a whole lot better world. I'm telling you, that'd be a whole lot better world that we could live in. But a world that is uh, determined to live on memories hurtful memories of the past if you are determined to keep that alive i want you to know there is no hope in that there is no future in the past you can't walk into the room of the past and see the pictures on the wall the furniture in the corner whatever you can't move any of it around. There's nothing you can do in that room except be there and see the stuff and feel how it makes you feel. But you can't do anything about it. So why do we love to linger, Americans, on that? Let's talk about what we can do now to achieve an American future and leave that where it is because there's nothing that I can do about great granddaddy's or granddaddy's past. Their lives were lived courageously and I applaud them because they paid the price. But for what? What price did they pay and for what? We'll talk about it. When the C.L. Bryant Show returns with more after these brief words, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversations. Hey, feel free. Y'all yank out some of the conversation that uh, I share with you. And soon, very soon, as soon as we can get past this COVID thing, I'll have the lines open again. But I have to have a screener and all that kind of thing because, you know, some of y'all call in and want to talk crazy. <laughs> and so I... um. We have to have a screener, and I, you know, the way things are, just can't screen. I guess we could, but it's a hassle. But anyway, I'll be back. Don't you go anywhere. We got a lot to talk about. Larry Taunton at the top of the hour. But I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you clean me 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. If conversation, if conversation is tainted, with pains, purposely, of pains from the past to make you respond to that emotionally, then I'm telling you, you're being manipulated. And you see a constant manipulation of the American mindset when you tune in news shows, even Fox News, MSNBC, uh, all of it is a manipulation of thought. They, 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 they're trying to get you to think a certain way. And in order to, to keep from being programmed in a certain way, you must think. Not what they tell you to think. You must think. And you think about it in the context of your actual pocketbook, not the pocketbook you want to have. Okay? Because all of us are mistreated if we're thinking about the pocketbook we want to have. Okay? But think about your actual pocketbook. Are you able to take care of of business to TCB. Are you able to do that? Because if you are, then guess what? You simply want to do better. You don't have a beef. You want to do better. But there are people who want you to think that you can never do better. And you will never do better than you are if you embrace the you can't do it without me, folks. You can't do that without me. You can't do that without me. We need to hold your hand. Let us help you. I tell you what, we'll put together a program so that all of y'all can do that. And, And folks, hear me, hear me, folks. All of nobody is going to be successful. Everybody in the classes that you went into 
when you were in in school, everybody in those classes turned out differently. There, there is no equal outcome for anything. Nothing. There is no equal outcome. Everybody turns out differently. There are winners. There are losers. That's why they call it the Super Bowl. That's why we play the games we play. In order to teach Starting at young ages, the reasons why we play games, whether they be marbles or jacks, dominoes, jump rope, hopscotch, whatever, hide and seek. The reason we play games is to teach ourselves about winning and losing and how to be better. I had a cousin who was a terrible hider. Terrible. There were some of us who were great at hiding. There are no equal outcomes because people are different. And even though all of us are created equal, meaning that all of us are created with our God-given talents, that's the equality. You have, uh, in, in the normal course of things, the ability to hear, speak, talk, and create. Hear, speak, um, uh, think, and create. Uh, speak and talk are the same thing, are they? <laughs> You have that ability. That's your created equal. All of us have that. And you all have the ability to create your own world. We all have that. Yeah, you have the ability to create your own world. Look around your house. Whatever's in it, you put it there, didn't you? Hmm? Or you let somebody put it there, or you decided to live there with it in your house. That's what you did. You decided to live there if your house is furnished, you decide to live with that stuff in your life, in your in the house that you're furnished, that's furnished. So you created that. If the house was unfurnished and you started bringing things into it, then you furnished it and you create you're creating and doing that your environment. And Americans, we do that. We are in charge of our country. We are allowing things to happen in our country now that we will regret because it will create chaos among the American citizenry. And when you start charging American citizens with crime for defending their own property while standing on their own property 
being threatened on their own property, holding their own guns, not firing them, holding them. They didn't fire into a crowd. They were holding their guns. They were doing what most of us would have done with any logical, with any common sense. We, they were holding their ground. They were showing force so that they could keep their attackers, potential attackers at bay. They were holding their ground. It is wrong, and I stand with Josh Hawley on this. I stand with Josh Hawley on this. He is right. Those charges should be dropped, and anyone who uh, throws a rock, a bottle, or attacks or assaults that home in any way, you go, you don't pass go, you don't collect $200, you go to jail. And Americans, it's time you stand behind that. Regardless of race, color, or creed. My point was earlier, do any of you know anyone who has had a run-in recently or in the last two years, let's say, with the police. Any of you? Any of you know? Anyone? Everyone probably does. But in that alone is the proof that it is not rampant. Because I actually would have to think of who they are and recall them. The police problems with our citizenry do not exist in real time. Except when they're isolated and amplified on the square tubes in our homes and in our cars. But if we were sitting around without television and radio in our various cities, in our various communities, chances are you would never here except of in the newspapers about police misconduct. Good, bad, indifferent, I don't know. I'm glad we have information, but I'm sorry that it can be exploited as it is being exploited now. In a 24-hour news cycle, you can be programmed to think exactly what they want you to think if you are not thinking. You have to weigh things against Scripture in my book, in my way of thinking, in my discipline, Scripture 
is the guideline, the guidepost to all of it. Scripture is. But you also have to weigh it against common sense once you've weighed it against that yardstick. You have to weigh it against uh, your pocketbook. Your moral compass. Is it against your moral code to be for abortion? If it is, then you have to examine your church's stance on that too. Because either they are for it or against it. Huh? Oh, oh no, the church can't take you all do what you want to do stance on that. Either you preach the whole council or you don't. In which case, you are not a preacher. You are a hireling. You are not a shepherd of the sheep. You are a hireling. You're hired to preach what they want to hear. And you're not a preacher who will preach in season and out of season when they want to hear it and when they don't. You need to think about it. All of us Americans, we all need to think about it. I'm coming back after the break with my good buddy, Larry Taunton, is going to be on with me. And he and I, we're going to talk about understanding what is happening in America from a Christian response from Larry Taunton. And um, don't you go anywhere. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Be back after the top of the hour. Uh, with more right here on Red State Talk Radio, the talk monster. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Back in a few minutes. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, and thank you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show daily Uh Red State, Red State Talk Radio. It is the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to, the Talk Monster. On with me now is my good buddy, world traveler, globe trotting, Larry Taunton is back with me. And from a Christian perspective, he's going to tell us what is going on. But let me tell you a little bit about Larry. Larry, of course, is the executive director of the Fixed Point Foundation and a freelance columnist contributing to USA Today, Fox News, and First Things. He He's everywhere. Help me welcome back to the CL Bryant Show, Larry Taunton. Thank you so much for being on with me, brother. How are you? Hey, I am very good, CL, and it is such a... A joy for me to hear your cheery voice. How are you doing, brother? I am doing well, Larry. The Lord has healed, is healing me, and I am so grateful for my faith. Well, Lori and I extend our condolences to you. You have been in our prayers, and uh, my uh, the, uh, uh, the the trial that you have been through, and yet here you are back on the front lines again. I admire your and your courage. Glory to God. Thank you for that, my brother. And uh, and, and you and your travels and Laurie, tell them all of that way. And hey, we got to get together soon, man. We got to get together soon and we're going to do it. But now tell everybody what you're doing and, and tell us about this new this new column that you had out back on the 6th and all of that. Talk to us about it. Yeah, I, you know, CL, like, like so many of your listeners, there's so many fine conservatives and uh, Christians in this country who are deeply concerned about what they see happening across the American landscape. And interestingly enough, CL, uh, I don't even know that, that, that you know this. I, I got my bachelor's and master's degrees uh, in European uh, history uh, with a concentration in Russian history and Marxism. And uh, interestingly enough, Wow. Back when I was in graduate school uh, in the mid-90s, now this is, you know, the wall came down, uh, the Berlin Wall came down in November of 89. The uh, the Soviet Union, you know, uh, disintegrated in, uh, in 91. And, uh, you know, people with degrees in Russian history and Marxism, uh, the Cold War, uh, guys uh, who were in so much demand, in the post-World War II era were suddenly uh, like guys who, uh, you know, who worked on DHS uh, systems, you know, in the uh, in the age of DVD. <laughs> they're, just, they're just a dime a dozen. They're out of work. And here I am pursuing a degree in this at CL, and, uh, and, and it was thought to be a waste of time. Uh, you know, a career dead end. And yet here we are all these years later, and I'm feeling like I, I know this movie. I have seen it before. I've spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe. And so I put together a little article uh, based 
personal lecture I gave. Your people can find it at my website at Larry Alex Taunton. That's T A U N T O N, LarryAlexTaunton.com. And uh, it's titled Understanding What Is Happening in America. And I'm trying to connect the dots for people because the average person's yell is watching and they're thinking initially, you know, this is about George Floyd. This is about police brutality. It's about racial equality. And then they start seeing, you know, statues of abolitionists, you know, being knocked over. They begin to see rioting. They begin to see, you know, pillaging and looting and violence in our streets. And they think, well, okay, maybe it's not about that. Um, but the left is following a very careful playbook here. It looks like chaos, but it isn't. They're following uh, Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Wow. Folks, listen up to what is going on here. Wake up to what's going on. You know, Larry, I can recall conversations with you in the past. Uh, I'm talking going back years now when you've been coming on radio with me. And you were ringing that bell then. I was ringing that bell then that Saul Alinsky's playbook is out and it is open and they're playing from it. Larry, uh, before we go on with this conversation, just a, a little side note. When we're talking about the McCluskeys uh, standing on their own property, uh, defending their own home with their own guns, uh, what is happening? Is this a part of this scheme, this playbook as well, to take those guns? Uh, yes, uh, it is. I mean, you have to disarm citizenry. And, you know, there's multiple things here, you know, going on all at once that can seem un related but the attack on america you know for instance let's take somebody like colin kaepernick you know kneeling and insisting as aaron Rodgers did on uh, on twitter uh, very foolishly he says this has nothing to do with the flag well very interestingly i raise a question well then why are you doing it during the flag ceremony right. i mean why do it then and of course uh, the 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 program here is that we have to destroy the left has to destroy your patriotism, uh, CL, under the acids of cynicism. I raise questions about your heroes. Will you like George Washington? Will you slave owner? You know, will, will you like, uh, you know, um, Abraham Lincoln? Well, he was a racist. In other words, I can bring up a sin for every single person you like. Right. Every single right. one. I can find something negative. Including mom and up. including mom and dad. And why the left is doing this is because American patriotism is rooted in the Judeo-Christian worldview, and it is absolute poison to the globalist spirit of socialism. So they have to destroy it. And then also, you know, you have to disarm a citizenry. You have to get rid of those weapons. I'm, I'm looking right now to yell at my own AR-15. You know, off in a off in a corner here. It's yeah, a, man. It's just a regular rifle. It doesn't mean assault rifle. It no. means Arbalite, and it's a very effective uh, home defense weapon. I also have a Glock, uh, you know, pistol, a nine millimeter. I've never aimed them at anyone. I've never used them on anyone. But I do have a constitutional right to those weapons to defend myself. And the McCloskeys, this is precisely what they were doing, and that was appropriate for them to do that. Absolutely, it was appropriate. And Americans, if we don't wake up, if they're able to charge them with a felony, are you hearing me? If they're able to charge them with a felony for defending their home and 
exercising their constitutional right, they're going to do it to you. Wake up, stand with uh, Josh Hawley. Uh, Y'all know that I go back with Josh before he became Attorney General of Missouri. We campaigned with him. Uh, He is now Senator Hawley. He is demanding that those charges be dropped. Stand with him on those. Well, let me ask you this then, uh, Larry. I know that you have opinions on it. What about then the attacks on the president and the presidency? Is this then also a part of the design with uh, Alinsky? Yes, because President Trump, and I, I know the moment we mentioned Trump, you and I both know this, there are people who have a visceral reaction to this, in part because they have been so deeply affected um, by the media. And again, if you listen to this talk that I've, I've given, again, you can find it on my website at LarryAlexTalk.com. If you listen to this talk, I, I found myself recently, CL, I've been, I was rereading for, I think, the third time, um, William L. Shire's Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, a classic book of a previous generation. And Shire has a lengthy uh, a little quotation in there, which I used in this talk, in which he says that as a correspondent in Nazi Germany to the lead up to World War II, he says in spite of the fact that he had access to, to media outside of Germany, he still found himself deeply influenced by the propaganda of Joseph Goebbels and the, uh, and, and the Nazi media. Um, it was affecting him even though he tried to not let it affect him. And ladies and gentlemen, the media in this country has become a joke. It's become a joke. Uh, if you're not listening to people like CL, if you're you're not listening to a, a few other luminaries who are out there who are uh, conveying the truth to us, I, I will sit and watch a press conference with Donald Trump where he says one thing and the media reports exactly the opposite. Uh, his press secretary has pointed this out on numerous occasions. And Donald Trump has, uh, has been a guy who has stood between uh, the president, the, the, um, the radical left and their agenda. And they absolutely want to destroy this man, and they will use anything to do it. And I want to quote Alinsky. For those of you who don't know who he is, Saul Alinsky was a Marxist political theorist. Um, she was more or less introduced to the broader world by Hillary Clinton, who wrote her senior thesis at Wellesley. Um, about him, Barack Obama was deeply influenced by him, and Alinsky wrote a book called Rules for Radicals, and in the book, he says this, he says, you must be willing to say or do anything to acquire power. Now, that's what we're seeing here. This isn't Black Lives Matter doesn't care about black people. They don't. There's a difference between the statement, black lives matter, which is a statement of human dignity and worth, which we agree with, and Black Lives Matter, a Marxist organization that is hijacking um, uh, race in order to cloak their own sordid agenda, and they are willing to use black people, they are willing to use anyone in order to acquire power. Absolutely right, and uh, you can get the interview that I did with David Alinsky, Saul Alinsky's interview, uh, Saul Alinsky's son, 
Uh, on it's on my it's download free BCL Brian Show app. Got to go back a ways, a couple of years, but it's in the archives. Oh and, my! Yeah, I didn't know you'd done that. Yeah. I've got to go listen to that. I have interviewed his son, and what he uh, has done and what he is doing is trying to rehabilitate his father's image uh, and in modern day. The Alinsky Institute, I'm not really sure, is still up and running, but his son was in fact. Uh, handling that uh, in modern times. Larry, let me ask you this then uh, when we, we talk about the definitions that are going on. Black Lives Matter is was founded by uh, lesbians uh, who in fact, as you said, had no interest whatsoever in black lives. They simply had uh, interest in uh, promoting an agenda which is being very successful. They, they, they got $350 million now. They they have donations of over $350 million since coronavirus has yeah, taken place. Amazing. Isn't this a hustle? Is there a true hustle going on, as you're saying, Larry, on the American people? using? Are we being swindled using our own dime uh, to do it? Absolutely, CL. And it is because the American people have traditionally been a good people. They have been a generous people. And um, when someone asks you, do you believe Black Lives Matter? Well, well of course. And uh, this is what the left has been so successful in doing. This is, by the way, they, they've discovered a strategy that works. When they asked, um, uh, you know, more than a decade ago, via Gallup and, and Pew Forum, the American people, if they were in favor of gay marriage, Americans said no in overwhelming numbers. But when they couched it in terms of freedom, in terms of privacy, in terms of love, then the American people began to backpedal just a little bit. Well, similarly, what they have discovered is in order to push their own Marxist agenda and a very sordid sexual agenda, by the way, look at how confused we have become as a people just since gay marriage has been legalized. I mean, just, just how rapidly this has, uh, this has changed. They have discovered that if they can hide uh, an agenda which the American people as a rule are not in favor of, in this case Marxism, and as I say, a very sordid sexual agenda. If they can hide it in, um, in, in an apparent civil rights movement, a new civil rights movement, they give it that kind of veneer, then suddenly Americans are in favor of it. So there is a hiding going on, Americans. Larry, I want you to stay with me uh, through the short break that is coming up because we want to examine how definitions equal destinations. Larry was talking about this very thing because if they define what gay marriage is in different terms, it will take you to a different destination in your thinking, folks. This is what we have been programmed to do. When we come back after uh, the, uh, the, the break, the short break, I'll return with my special guest today, Larry Taunton, and we are going to discuss uh, the idea of whether or not 
racial tension actually is existing. Go to your Walmart. Walk down your street. Is is there racial tension anywhere that you're you're walking or or, or, or going uh, today, or is that just something that exists on those square boxes in your living rooms, your dens, and in your cars? That's where the racial tension really is, isn't it? Larry, we're going to talk. Let's talk about that. We get about about two minutes here. Uh, Give me, give me the short version, and we'll, then we'll open up the can when we come back. Give me a short version. What do you think about that? Well, I just feel, amen. Um, I am seeing so many pastors. I've just published a new piece, CL, titled A Letter to America's Pastors and Churches, because we need them, and that's a discussion we might have on the other side of the break. But I wrote it because so many pastors are being duped into believing that the issue here is race. And so what I'm hearing from many Christians, black and white, is that they're saying they're going to church and their pastors are pounding the pulpit about racism. And they find themselves looking around at the church and saying, is there anybody here who really is in favor of racism? Is there anybody here who is in favor of putting their knee on the throat of somebody and, you know, and killing them? Or is there anyone here who is really a white supremacist? And the answer, of course, is no. Um, and yet they're effectively being called from the pulpit by their own pastors, you know, a bunch of white supremacists. Now, I'm not saying that, that racism doesn't exist. Uh, nobody, nobody knows better than you do that, of course, it does exist. However, this is not the major issue of our time. And I'll also say to you, as somebody who's been around the world in 55 countries, if you think that America isn't the freest and the best country on the face of the earth, brother, you need to get out more. Amen to that. Larry Taunton is my special guest. Uh, we will return with him. Don't you go anywhere on the other side of the break. We have great conversation waiting for you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. If you don't get both hours, download free the CL Bryant show app. And of course, all of the shows are archived there. At least the ones that I don't mess up during this. But we're going to return with Larry and uh, don't go anywhere. Thank you so much for making us most listen to this hour on Red State Talk anywhere in the world. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. Help me build a bridge. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop.
CL back with you on this great day in the USA. I am so glad that you have decided to come along with us daily from 12.05 in the east until 2 p.m. in the same. The C.L. Bryan Show, coast to coast, border to border, daily right here on the Talk Monster. Uh, that is Red State Talk Radio. And uh, my special guest today is uh, the founder Fixed Point Ministries, my friend, Larry Taunton. Larry, before we go any further, tell the folks how they can get in touch with you, how they can get in touch with your work and your ministry uh, if they want you to come to their town, city, or hamlet, anywhere in the world, folks, I'm telling you, he'll come. He'll come. Well, they are, uh, um, uh, we'll be able to find me at Larry Alex Taunton. That's T-A-U-N. T-O-N, LarryAlexTaunton.com, and there they'll find, you know, they'll eventually find this interview. We'll link it back to your website, and uh, we'll post it there, my other interviews, all of my articles, my book, which is about to come out, which is titled Around the World in More Than 80 Days, Discovering What Makes America Great and Why We Must Fight to Save It. This book hits shelves in October. And, uh, and it relates my journeys around the world, effectively comparing the rest of the world to the United States. I mean, the left wants to tell us that America is such a terrible place. Well, I've been around the world to look at the alternatives three times, in fact. And I think people will enjoy that book an awful lot. I hope they will order it and order it in bulk. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, they can order that book in bulk. I'm very active on Twitter. Larry Taunton on Twitter. Absolutely. And you know, folks, while Larry was out on that trip, he actually, we actually, I would have to record it, or he would actually get up at odd hours uh, of, the, of the night, wherever he was, and we would do live interviews uh, from remote places in the, on the globe uh, with Larry Taunton. It was just fantastic. And so, hey, be sure to get the book. Uh, be sure. To get the book, it is going to be exciting. Larry, uh, when I think about you, I think about a, primarily an educator who is bringing to us clarity in uh, his thought and helping us do the same. Our young people now on college campuses do not debate issues any longer. What is the harm? What is the evil in that? Boy, CL, I will, in a very very guarded terms relate to you a recent experience I had. I was speaking on a college campus, and I was speaking to a bunch of uh, um, ostensibly Christian kids and their professor, and uh, and I was relating to them. Now, get this. I was, this was what I was asked to speak on. I was talking about the, the Declaration of Independence in that line that says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, none of them seemed to know where this came from. So I said, well, you know, it's in the Declaration of Independence. And I said, however, the Founding Fathers, you know, that had quite penetrated their hearts and their minds that that extended to all people because, you know, they didn't they didn't extend um, rights like that to people of color, so we had to fight a civil war in order to achieve it. And then I asked the class, and I said, but today, who do we not extend these unalienable rights to? There's still another group that doesn't get these rights. And they all looked puzzled, and I said, well, the unborn. 
still a battle to be fought for the unborn. And I said the Democratic Party does not believe that the unborn have certain unalienable rights. Their professor went apoplectic. <laughs> now, this, is, this is presumably an evangelical Christian. Wow. And um, wow. endeavored to shut me down. All but called me a racist and um, essentially suggested that my whole, he told his students I was not speaking from a basis of truth, invited his students to attack what I said. And uh, it was startling to me because, again, I wow. was speaking to a bunch of Christians. And uh, But the moment I mentioned Democrats, then then suddenly it was like I had crossed some line and i and, and of course they never pushed back with any fact i said you know well so you you're against abortion yeah 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 we're we're against abortion but 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 donald trump is what they kept saying i said well, wow I never mentioned donald trump i'm just simply saying to you that just as and i used acts chapter 10 um which some of your readers will be familiar with you absolutely will be familiar with you know peter preached this wonderful sermon at pentecost about the love of god and you know him calling all men and yet that hadn't fully penetrated his heart because here he goes to the home of cornelius a gentile and he's a little reluctant to share the gospel with him and he eventually sees that quote god shows no partiality and indeed he does baptize him and his whole family and they become believers but he goes back to jerusalem feeling like he's going to have to defend himself to the other disciples because yeah guess what he's done yeah he's brought he's brought a non-jew into the into the congregation and i was using that as an example i said here's jefferson with this beautiful line in the declaration of independence about unalienable rights and yet he didn't believe that that went to african-americans yeah so we had to find a civil war in order to achieve it because it's a wonderful central ideal rooted in creation that is at the heart of what this country is about absolutely and yet the battle is still going on because we do not extend those rights to the unborn you know, Larry, and I, you're, the, you're, the, you're the perfect guy to write on this particular subject. You may have already, but I'd like to see what you'd write on this. Uh, I see Manchurian candidates just uh, everywhere oh, right now because there's certain trigger words that uh, are, are, are setting people <laughs> off these days. Trump is one of them for sure. Christian is another one. I mean, it, it sets abortion is another one. It sets people off. And we have been programmed to be set off by these square tubes and boxes in our radio, in our homes, and in our televisions and so forth, Larry. And, and let, let me ask you this then. Uh, Jesus is the answer for all of this, but if the Christian church, if Christian institutions are not sharing the full counsel of God, like these children didn't under, didn't know where uh, the, the, the thought that uh, we are endowed by our creator comes from in our Americanism, in our Judeo-Christian structure. It's yep. sad when you think about they, they have no clue about the other. I I am, oh, I'm, uh, two things, you know, well, three. First, I am so glad that I was educated in public and private schools that believed in God. I was taught the Lord's Prayer in second grade in public school. Yeah, me too. In public school. Yeah. Um, I, where I got it, I was, I was required, um, to learn that along with many other, um, uh, pieces of what 
we would consider to be classical literature from the Western canon that are yeah. rooted in a Judeo-Christian worldview. Our, my children were homeschooled in order that we could we could give that to them. But I am startled at the ignorance of a generation that, and by the way, so many of these rioters, they're often a bunch of, uh, of white, privileged, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Gen Xers and... Um, uh, Gen Z, uh, excuse me, um, millennials and Gen Zers. And one of my sons said this, which I thought was really insightful. He's, he's 24 and he made this comment to me. He said, Dad, my generation wants their life to be like a movie, but they don't care what the plot line is. They just want it to be, um, like a movie. And I wow. thought, you know, that's so true that, wow. you know, a generation ago, Carl Young, um, the psychoanalyst, he made this statement. He said, the central neuroses of our time is boredom. Wow. And I see so many kids who themselves uh, enjoy freedoms and prosperity that were paid for with the currency of blood. Wow. Paid for with the currency of blood, and they take them utterly for granted. And they are seeking to annihilate all of it out of what would appear to be just sheer boredom. And, and you know, Larry, when, when you when you talk about uh, them uh, uh, being bored and when you talk about their defiant, almost ignorance uh, to it and they're wanting their lives to be like a movie, then you, you're talking about a generation who is truly out of touch with what's real. And, oh, for sure. and making money is a real thing. you gotta, you got to do that to eat. You got to do that to live. These kids, then, if it's going to be like a movie, they're not wanting to pay the dues that it takes to make the money. They they just want it overnight, instantly. Is that is that a part of the being liked uh, type of world that we live in now, and really believing that these people on Facebook and Twitter actually like you? Is is, is that what it is? What's what's going on here with that? I I think you're right. And by the way, I'm I'm going to steal and yet give full attribution to your Manchurian candidate uh, <laughs> reference. That is. That is that is golden, CL. That is just right on. And what what is happening is that they are adhering to a, a kind of Twitter zeitgeist. They're they're getting their their morality from from social media. That's their that's their guide. They have no fixed point. They are not anchored in any absolute. Um, so the result is that they just blow with the wind. Um, and whatever that wind is, is, uh, is what's reflected on social media, uh, at a given time. And because they haven't been educated, and I really want to drive this home, I have been saying, I've been screaming for 20 years that we needed to wake up to what was happening in our public schools because our public schools and our universities are incubators of radicalism. And Americans have been paying in effect, for their children to be radicalized. And I cannot tell you the number of times I've sat down with parents who have asked um, for my advice or my help with a child who does not share their worldview. You know, in other words, sitting down with parents who are conservative or who are Christian, and who are asking me, why is it that our child doesn't share these views? And I think, well, because for the last 15 years, your child has spent nine to ten hours a day away from you 
uh, in an environment that is hostile to your worldview. And if you think that doesn't have an effect, it does. And now, what's the uh, what's the term? The chickens have come home to roost. I mean, now we're now we're really starting to see it. Yeah, and and folks, you must realize the power of what Larry Taunton has just expressed to you. The educated classrooms outside of your home is hostile to what you have taught your child. And when you think about the strength and the power that they must have on the mind of your child in order for them to actually rebel against something and someone they that they know love them. They know you love them. But the ideals that they are getting from their places of education somehow are more powerful than what you have instilled in them. Larry, I, I want you to continue to fight the good fight, man. And listen, tell everybody one more again. Tell them again how you can, we can get in touch with you. Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter, Larry Taunton, T-A-U-N-T-O-N, and you go to my website at LarryAlexTaunton.com and get my book, Around the World in More Than 80 Days, uh, discovering what makes America great and why we must fight to save it is available for pre-order now on Amazon. Thank you, CEO. Thank you, brother. God bless you and God can keep you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know you that too, you will because you are. We'll speak to you real soon. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And that was my good buddy, Larry Alex Taunton. Get his book, Around the World and uh, more than 80 days. Uh, I'm sure I interviewed him while he was in some re- really remote part of uh, America. He's out over there somewhere near China. When I uh, interviewed him twice, I interviewed him twice. He was somewhere uh, outside of India or somewhere. The last time I did it, I interviewed him when he was out doing this book, when he was getting the material for this book. And so this is one of the things that really should get you and should strike you should make you and should make you concerned is that there is a generation of young people who don't know anything about their own nation except for the hateful things. Oh, they know those. They know the hateful things. You'd be surprised how many have not seen their own nation in order to be inspired by just how vast it is. Oh, you can put England and America, what, 40, 50 times. <laughs> Maybe more. Yeah, maybe more. It's, you know, you stuff France in there with them. (laughs) Yeah, you stuff France in there with them. Italy, you could put Italy in there with them. Germany, you you could put them all. You could put them all right here in America. And we'd have room to spare. Plenty. And unless you have seen your nation... America the beautiful, unless you have seen her, 
and you're only listening to people who are telling you the nasty, ugly things about her. If you haven't gotten out there and you haven't eaten in some of the country restaurants and, sh and, and spoken to some of the American people along the way, you're doing yourself a misservice and you are being robbed of your birthright. You're being robbed of your American birthright by allowing people to make you believe that somehow it's an evil nation. Can I tell you something that you may not have thought about? The history of mankind. I'm talking about going back to when Cain killed Abel. Is a history of human pain and suffering. It didn't begin in America. We're just day to day carrying on our nature as human beings. It's called a sin nature. We're just carrying that on day to day. But there are people who would want you to believe that that has something to do with the color of your skin. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with us being fallen creatures. It goes back to when Cain killed Abel. But among all the nations that have lived on the face of this earth and those that have prospered on the face of this earth and you're a living witness to it because your ancestors if you're black like me if you came over on the mayflower if your people were bond servants if they were indentured servants even if they were native american indians they were fighting each other along with the black folks in in africa they were fighting each other it's a part of the nature so naturally we're just carrying on our nature here in america there's no question about that don't let people tell you that your nation, the place where you live, is someplace evil because people are being people. Let's not destroy what we have in our world and what we have been bought and paid for by those who came before us because people are being people. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Keep in mind, people have always just been people. And things that you see happening in the streets of America have always happened everywhere throughout the world. Ever since Cain killed Abel, we've been treating each other real badly. So get over it. And let's get to work. Get back to work. And hey, Pandemics have been coming and going since then, too. Be right back. Thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up! 
up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. That's my main man, D-Rock. He's on tour in Europe. Hey, rock on, D. Do your thing, man. <laughs> D-Rock. D-Rock country is where you want to go. Uh, I uh, was, I'm so proud to uh, have loaned my voice to the opening of his uh, release there. I am, I am an American. Stand up. That is my voice on that album and on that album, yeah, and on that, um, that record. And I'm um, just proud of him. Just so proud of him as I can be. Uh, he's coming, he's finally coming into his own and uh, touring with some really wonderful people. And uh, I'm going to have him on the show here uh, when I when I re- re- come back and when I return next week. We'll be on every day, of course. VCL uh, Brian Show is on every day uh, from 12.05 Eastern until 2 p.m. And the same Eastern Standard Time Zone. Hey, uh, as I was saying to you, since Cain killed Abel, we have been treating each other badly. That's a part of our nature. If you don't know, it is. It's a part of our our nature to do that, treat each other badly. It's a human thing. It's not a race thing. It's a human thing. But, of course, if we can weaponize, if we can make race a weapon against someone, if we can make it a weapon against ourselves, it, it is the most ancient thing in the world. It, it's, called, it's called tribalism. My tribe against your tribe. You can go to any nation on the face of the earth, whether they be Gauls or Germanic or African. The tribes, what do you think the the Trojan Wars are all about? It's against tribes, against each other. That is not a racial thing. It's a human thing. People have always done that. Ever since Cain killed Abel. It's been a Jacob and Esau. David and his son, Absalom. It's a human thing. That's what those stories are trying to tell you. That it's a human thing. But if you can weaponize it and make it a racial thing based on color, then we also throw in the emotion along with it as well one of the things that make um that used to is no longer that way it, it used to be this way but it's no longer this way one of the thing that made the uh cosa nostra so strong was the idea of family tribalism Sicilian 
tribalism lends strength to ideas and ideas. Tribalism does. But if you can broaden the tribe by just making it a color and have the same emotional effect, emotional effect, then you're talking about a strong tool for manip manipulation. And that's what's happening. Now, 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 it's, it's very odd and it's strange too when, um, you know, people try to manipulate you in that way and use you in that way. This is the strange and odd part about it. Is that because of the emotionalism, we are open to that type of thing. But now, Larry Tunton pointed this out. You can go to any church and unless they are kooks and unless they have bought into the Kool-Aid, they have drank, all, everybody drank the Kool-Aid. And there are some churches, white and black, who have drank the Kool-Aid. But unless they are kooks and have drank the Kool-Aid and you ask this question, are any of you racist, homophobes, uh, and haters of people who have had abortions? Or are there anybody in here who consider themselves that kind of hater? A person who hates that person who is a different color than they are, who hates that person who is uh, a homosexual, who hates that person who's had an abortion. Is there anybody in here who can say they're that person. And unless they are a kook or a lunatic or have drank the Kool-Aid of the social engineering people, they, they're not going to agree with that. Nobody's got, I don't care what color they are, they're not going to agree with that. And if they're talking about they're a Christian, uh, then you need to run out of there. You need to run out of that. If the pastor is, pre is all he preaches is racism, you need to run out of there. Because I guarantee you, he's got a large congregation of folks who have drank the Kool-Aid. Run out of there. Unless they are not, unless they are talking about we all are the same in the, in the eyes of the Lord. And unless they are telling you what thus saith the Lord according to scripture, not opinion, according to the scripture, not opinion. Unless they are saying that to you, and I don't care what the topic is, it can be homosexuality, it can be abortion. It can be whatever it is, that preacher is not preaching the full counsel, the full counsel of God. You need to run out of there. You need to get up and get out of there. If for some reason there is a compromising in that, you expect a politician to do that. And I don't, I'm in politics, but I'm not a politician. I'm involved deeply in politics, but I am not a politician.
I'm a consultant. But I'm involved deeply in politics. But what I am, regardless of what I'm doing, I don't care what it is I'm doing. It could be something you may consider bad. could be something you consider good. could be whatever it is. Whatever I'm doing, I'm always a Christian. The same way I'm always my father's son. Whatever I'm doing, I'm always Elsie Bryant's son. Now, I may not be the best representation at that moment of Elsie Bryant's son, but I'm always his son. I'm always a child of God. I'm always a Christian. And that's not because of something I do. It's because of something I believe. And that is always, that belief is always in me, with me. That's who I am. So, Likewise, I am always for America. And likewise, I'm always for any person in America and being a person of color myself. I'm always wanting black folks to do well. Certainly I do, but I also want white folks to do well. And, 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 you know, the fact of the matter is, my friends, there are trifling everybody. I don't care who you are. There are people who are trifling. There are people, I don't care who, what race, nationality you are. I don't, you don't, I don't, I don't necessarily need you around me. And you listening to me, you better analyze who you have around you. Because there are some people you can, you must, you should be, you ought to do without. You ought to do without them. I ain't kidding. Because they don't mean you any good. You ought to try and do without them. That's what I'm talking about. So. It's been a great day uh, being with you. It's been great being with you. Uh, Larry Taunton always brings a lot of light uh, to the show. I want to thank all of our uh, platforms. Loving Liberty, I want to thank you for uh, being there. In fact, uh, Kathy Smith, oh, you a call. i got to um, call you uh, here. I'm going to try to call you probably tomorrow. Uh, loving love, loving Liberty, I'll call. And Scott Adams, I need to call you too uh, probably tomorrow as well. Uh, certainly need to interview both of you. But listen, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer uh, for, for for both of you and uh, the various platforms. Thanks so much for uh, listening to Red State, Red State Talk Radio, um, the largest talk platform in the nation and uh, my, our flagship station, flagship station, coast to coast, border to border and around uh, the globe you can always find us here trying to disseminate fact from fiction every day on the cl bryant show tell somebody about it tell somebody about the show uh i certainly appreciate that i appreciate you being as thoughtful and as kind and as um uh, and supportive of the show as you have been over since we've been on Red State over the past three and a half uh, years, uh, going on four years uh, that we have been here on Red State Talk Radio. 
you keep in mind that uh, coming up in November, you have a choice to make. I don't think it's ever been so clear as a choice that you need to make. Joe Biden has never been anything other than uh, a C-list presidential candidate. He's never garnered anything than C-list, B-list listening as the presidential candidate. Never has. And um, he's never really accomplished anything. He just hasn't. And, of course, it will be a catastrophe if he takes on Donald Trump in a live debate. I look forward to it, but I'm telling you Democrats right now, it's going to be a catastrophe. I'm not sure that Joe Biden will actually be your eventual candidate. I don't think he's going to make the cut. And he's the only one in the in in the running to make the cut. But I'm not sure he's going to make the cut, even though he's the only one running to make the cut on the Democrat ticket. The choice is going to be clear for me. And for me, it's going to be Donald John Trump. You keep an eye out. That should be your choice as well, I think. I don't know. Uh, but just keep an eye out. And we'll see. Listen, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you. Um, I want to thank him for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And may God bless and keep you all. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.